Wow, Denmark? Wow. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 148 here. A tantalizing discussion awaits. Uh, your host, Altai, this week is joined by... Omer. All right. Let's get started. Not really, uh, you know, not, not too much happened this week. It was a relatively calm week. You know, we got E3 coming up. We have, uh, I was scouring the net for some nice internet drama that we could perhaps cover, but there's not too much going on. I think everyone's kind of excited for uh, MapleStory 2, which is going to be launching into close beta tomorrow, and people are excited for Bless. Those are the two games on kind of everyone's uh, radar right now, and I'm eager to play them as well. But be- with that, take be- it away, Altai. Before we get to the weekly rate, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I have reinstalled Terraria, whipped up a server with a few friends, and despite the fact that I beat this game at least twice before, and when I say beat, I mean like I killed the Moon Lord guy. Having a farm status, but once it, it's reignited that love, like Terraria is the, one of the best games I, I own on on Steam. Definitely, great game. That's all I gotta say. If you haven't played it yet, go play it. All right. All right how, how much are they paying you all the time? How much are they paying? You? Pay me, pay me zilch, zilch. But I would, right. I will take money if they're offering. Anyway, if they're offering. I have whipped up some controversy since we were lacking. Oh, I had to whip right. it up myself, and you know what? I actually think it's strangely relevant uh, in the current mood. All right. So here's here's the question this week, boys: Is the influx of Chinese money good for the gaming industry? Uh, as you guys watching, you're astute MMO gamers, so you know that Tencent owns uh, Riot Games, which makes League, and they also own a variety of companies. Another big game, Warframe, is owned by a Chinese company. RuneScape is now owned by a Chinese company. You guys probably all know all this already, but what you may not know is this stat here, thanks to Mr. the guys at Digi Capital. So, four out of every ten dollars invested worldwide in gaming, okay, was by Tencent alone. That's one Chinese company, obviously the biggest, but one company. Tencent is involved in over seventy-five percent of all M&A. M&A stands for mergers and acquisitions in the gaming industry. In the past twelve months, this is this is twelve months. So, basically. The, the entire like worldwide gaming industry is like I'd say at this point about half Chinese, okay, if not more. Mm-hmm. And with money, you know, comes influence, obviously. Uh, so what is that influence? So let's let's reel it back in a little. Uh, free to play games have been big in Asia for a long time, but it was really the tsunami of Korean free to play games that hit us in the, in the two, early two thousands. I'm sure you guys out there remember it. It was a big impact on us. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's big impact on the gaming industry. Games like Maple Story. Uh, Fly for Fun, they came here, and they really didn't have much competition from Western-developed games, and it kind of just took a whole segment of the audience, especially younger people who didn't have credit cards or whatever, like kids, like us. Uh, you know, We became huge fans of these free-to-play games, and now Western companies had to kind of copy that, right? So what what is it that uh, Western games now are copying from Chinese studios? Omar, can you take a guess? I mean, the number one probably biggest thing is the monetization scheme of loot boxes. I feel like loot boxes and RNG mechanics like that have always been kind of a staple of, uh, of Korean and Chinese games. Eugens, thank you for the sub, sir. Uh, yes, you're right. And, and more specifically, Chinese studios, especially in the, in the browser gaming market a couple of years back, or a decade back, they perfected some of these daily logins. So every time you see a goddamn daily login reward, like all these stupid events going on, multiple currencies, like, you know, you got to convert them. Some of them do this, some of them do that, all that kind of crap. 
That's all from Chinese uh, game design. And now it's infiltrating basically every game there is. Uh, because, so it, first of all, it works. A, a few there, you know, some people like us say, you know, this stuff's pay to win, it's stupid. But obviously it works. The money's rolling in. People keep buying the shit. So it's here to stay. So expect more login bonuses, weekly, li- daily login bonuses, monthly login bonuses, all that crap. <laughs> so what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I hate when I see that stuff. It's just it's clutter on my screen. Look. When it, yeah, a lot of games when you first launch, you'll get like five pop-up windows of like daily login, and and, and what also grinds my gears is like spin this stupid wheel, and like this happens. There's like a, then there's like a board game going on. There's like eight different events going on of just like logging in and clicking one button. So they kind of like overwhelm that to a degree, where it kind of turns like events into like these just I don't know these RNG things. You just click a button, like where events previously used to be kind of like cool things in the game, and now they're just all these combined with these daily login things. It's kind of a clutter, but clearly it works. We've seen it in so many games. Yeah, and uh, people in chat are already saying they like that because they like, and the whole purpose behind these things is something called retention. See, mm-hmm. in the in the good old days, uh, companies, you know, Western Studios, they made whatever they made, P, uh, whether they made retail games or MMORPGs, you paid them, you know, fifteen dollars a month or fifty bucks for a copy, and that was it. That was the model, right? Yeah. And then the point was to sell you fun. They're selling you fun, either a fifty dollar box or a fifteen dollar recurring unit of fun, right? Now, the new model, thanks to China mainly, is we got the customer. We have to keep him in as long as possible and squeeze him for every last red cent he's got, okay? Yeah. There is no, we're not selling fun anymore. We're selling addiction. We're selling, uh, you know, we got to glue you to the screen and, and squeeze what we can from you. That is the model. That is how they develop these games in China, and they're, you know, very open about it. If you, I actually linked a old GDC presentation of a guy who enters the Chinese gaming market, and he talks about... Um, the way that Chinese developers talk to each other, like when they're making a game, they're, co- they're like, oh, I, I just came with a really good idea for a new monetization well or pit. Like, we're going to suck a player into this pet upgrade feature, right? So, and the way it's going to work is the pet upgrade, the first few tiers are going to be easy, right? Like the, the horse mm-hmm. plus one, horse plus two, whatever. But then later on, the cost involved is going to be exponential. So, it's going to go from like costing a dollar to like roll for this pet stat to like a thousand dollars, like per roll, once it gets like elite ultra status. And, and they yes. get you that way. They get you down as well. They get you addicted. And then at, at the surface level, for the first, you know, for most casual players, they're never going to spend that much. But for a few that get really addicted, they're going to spend thousands in that one feature. And it's all by design. So what you're trying to tell me is that gaming, especially Chinese game design and monetization mechanics, are the new nicotine, new cigarettes. I, yes. I, I think the... And I think I think we argued a little bit before we streamed, but... um. I don't think this would have happened absent this introduction from the East. I don't think the guys at Blizzard or EA, or even EA at the time, they when they were making a game, their idea was to make a good, fun game and then charge money for it, mm-hmm. right? Now, because of China, the, the model is not to make a good, fun game, but make a game that kind of forces players to stay in and spend as maximum amount of money possible. But wasn't always like that to a degree. No. Like when Blizzard, well, when Blizzard made a game, like Diablo 2 or whatever, yeah. right? When they're making that game, they wanted to. Did they not want to make as, as much money as possible? Like, no, if they, they could charge they make, more. They, 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 they would have. They wanted to make a great game and charge fifty bucks for it. Well, they wanted to make as much money as possible, and that was that was their goal. They, they wanted they, to sell they as, expansion packs, yes. to make more money. They they planned, you know, stuff like that to make as much money as possible. The, the things at the time, perhaps we didn't have the mechanisms to to collect the microtransactions. There was no. No, you know, no. I, th- I bet around the, and I could contest that because I think you had these kind of 
free to play. No, you didn't. Two thousand three, two thousand four is when it started really happy, taking uh, off. And cause games it, like Maple Story and, and Fly for Fun are two thousand three, two thousand four at the at the at the earliest in Korea. Oh, and then I, you had games like ne- uh, Nexus Kingdom of the Wind. It was subscription based, wasn't it? Subscription yes, based in Korea yes, as well. Was, yes, it was. Okay, so the model didn't really vary that much. It was, I think, really around like early two thousand. This model really started taking off. So even Diablo two is not a fair example. No, that's way older. But what about, what about StarCraft two? Do you think okay. when StarCraft two came out, mm-hmm. if it was developed by a Chinese company, can we can we freeball on what kind of features it would have had? I'll, I'll tell you, login bonuses. You pay for the premium well, marines that no, do extra no, damage. No, no. Yeah, StarCraft Two is a is a very specific kind of game, an RTS kind of game. You know, and are there really are there really any free to play RTS games? Because it doesn't just, seem like a, a, basic, up, like a type up. of game that's easy to monetize. Hold up, the whole trend of those uh, what do you call it? Those strategy games. Don't I don't you dare lump StarCraft Two into the same ship pile of uh, Game of War and Clash of Clans and those paid. No, one is in like an MMO atmosphere. One is like in a, in a strict like. Specific one v one, two v two, three v three map style. Like they're not even the same kind of games. Like Civilization, you know, five six. Like, these games are not comparable. Civilization to... six, cool. It's, it's comparable. It's a turn based, right? Sure. Okay. It's, it's if China, if China made Civilization six, it would have been total it, pay to win. It would, but it would not have been the same game. It would not be an RTS. It would not be the kind of strategy game to say. It would be a game like Game of War. It'd be a game like Clash of Clans. Sure. Like Final Fantasy fifteen, a oh. new empire. Like, it would be. It okay. wouldn't be the same game. Same okay. thing with Starcraft two. But sure. the Starcraft two's RTS. By the way. Blizzard, by the way, is making uh, a strategy. Um, I think a yeah. mobile no, no, strategy I agree. game. And my, the whole point of this weekly rate is, I think that 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 the Chinese mindset has infiltrated the whole uh, gaming industry now. Don't give me this infiltrate. First of all, when uh, well, if something works, you well, copy it. I mean, it's not like yeah, uh, when, when when Tencent bought uh, uh, Riot Games. Did they really change the monetization model? Did they really change the like? Did it become pay to win all of a sudden? No, no nothing really changed the month. They did add loot boxes relatively recently, but those are purely for cosmetics. You know, they're like the heroes aren't specifically behind. The loot boxes. The monetization model is generally the same. You buy the heroes, or you unlock them. When when Riot bought when uh, Tencent bought a piece of uh, uh, Epic Games, did they did they radically change? No. In fact, Tencent has actually been known the company that you cited as being the investing four dollars out of every you know ten dollars in the gaming space. They have a very hands on approach. They've always been hands off. They let the company that they invest in or acquire do their own thing. They don't you know they don't jump in there and tell them what to do. That that's always been their okay. management style. Okay. I get that. So I don't think the Chinese money is, is you know, also with your example with Blizzard. Let's say let's say Chinese games like like uh, or Korean games and Asian games never came to the West, right? You don't think Blizzard, you don't think uh, EA would look to China for inspiration when they look by at the, the way, size of the gaming market. By the way, I have a perfect silver bullet for you. Ready? Let's hear it. When I read an interview with Blizzard, okay, <laughs> when they went to China with WoW initially, okay, they say <laughs> we got a call. Someone called the Blizzard office in China and said, "I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I want to pay a thousand bucks. Give me the best rated gear during vanilla. I want. I, want, I just want to buy it from you." Blizzard said, "No, we don't do that." And then this guy said in an interview, "In hindsight, we should have said yes because there's a huge market now in China, like we were talking about last week, where people mm-hmm. log into your account in WoW or whatever and raid for you." So this guy probably went to one of those gray market people and did it. So Blizzard just lost that thousand dollars. And, and but that happens. That happens in World of Warcraft in the West as well, where where there, no, you no, could no. buy raid gear. It happens. And they, they yeah. and that's why they said no to him because it's something they were trying to control, right? Yeah, ban you for it, etc. In America, mm-hmm. it was it was basically a dark market, it was a black market. But in in the way it worked in China is literally everyone did it and everyone was okay with it. Like there wasn't a stigma against it. You weren't trying to hide it. It wasn't like oh like yeah. oh like go to like this website and don't talk about it in the game because you're gonna get banned. It was like hey yeah it was, it was it was all chat. Yo who wants to, who who wants a level for me? I'll give you a thousand. I'll, I'll give you some yuan's. Like it, it, it's so open there, and the, the, so the mentality is different. And I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. That mentality is creeping in 
to the West, which, by the way, you kind of encapsulate because last week you, you were kind of saying that, you know, it was a shame that um, found, uh, that Square Enix was not getting the money for, you know, for uh, from that guy. Who arm, was, yeah. Yeah. So so right. so just you posing that question that way shows me that the Chinese influence is here. And, and we can't get around that. We've got to, got to deal with it. But, but, but that influence was always here. People were always advertising gold selling in World of Warcraft. Since Vanilla WoW, you could buy gold. You could buy the best gear in World of Warcraft through gray market, third-party advertising. Yes, you know, people, but I don't always think... always there. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm saying at no point back back then, without the Chinese influence, would anyone at Blizzard even suggest that they sell it directly? Because it was so taboo. It was like it was like so taboo. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 this is totally unrelated. But uh, like suicide in the West, because of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, suicide is bad. It's it's got a moral weight to it, like a negative. Yeah. But in East Asia, suicide is like neutral. Like it's like it's like whatever. You know, you want to kill. That's your business. You know, it's not like a, a moral issue. But yeah, it, it's a cultural thing, and I don't cultural think... exactly. So sure. So now I think going forward, more games are gonna ask questions like you did last week. Maybe why don't we just sell raid gear for a thousand bucks? I mean, it's happening anyway. You know, so we're going to get more of that going forward. But now, now, now look at the positives. You don't think you know Tencent providing investment capital or fundraising for all these small game studios is a net positive? Maybe like there's clearly uh, some something to be said about that as well. Sure, it's and, money. And, again, yeah. and you could, you could still easily let's say let's say again these games never came to America, right? They 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 operate on their own in China, right? And they never invested in America. Yeah. You don't think it's you don't think it's pretty obvious that EA Blizzard all these game companies are like, hey, wait a minute, the, the Chinese gaming market is making like. 20 30 billion dollars a year and we're making a lot less like what are they doing different like you don't think that would like i don't think you needed maple story i don't think you needed i think these I that. chinese I games to come here and and because those chinese games that actually launched here they never really took off same with the korean ones like what is the most successful korean game in america can you even like, maybe like maybe maple story maybe uh black desert online maybe like these games don't make a lot of money like the biggest most successful games in america aren't the asian games no, you're the westernized games. Yes, Western games. Yeah, yes. But my point is, the Western studios—they're incorporated. Yeah, sure. They're influenced by the East, by China, and, and also I sh- I'm not—I'm not trying to pick on China here. Uh, I think Jap- Japan with mobile games is just as bad. All the bad things about mobile game monetization comes from Japan. They—they—they—they're like on the front line of bilking you in mobile gaming. They're over there in Japan. So there's a lot of that coming from Japan, uh, and it's being. Those same features, even on a Western developed game, they're incorporating those Japanese. Uh, features into their games so it's not like it's not, i'm not saying a chinese company is coming here and like taking over league and making it you know pay to win i'm saying western studios like blizzard or whatever are looking and seeing that it but, works but you, but you don't think they would this would happen anyway i mean in, in a universe with where china just was let's say stayed third like mao didn't die and he lived no, to be no, no 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 no, no and they never developed chinese games were never localized never came never became an english never, never got localized no, no. To english they would still korean they, games they would still come Japanese games. the ideas would still okay, flow okay, they yeah. would still but i'm saying let's say china never industrialized and never they never had computers but i'm saying okay. it wouldn't have occurred to like blizzard starcraft one era Star, diablo one era hey why don't we like charge like five cents per red potion and then we can make a lot of money like that that thought would not have occurred to a, a western guy from the 90s <laughs> I feel like there's a bit of a race, but why does that occur to Chinese then? The the to, to milk you for every like penny you can get. Like, I mean, there's, why a lot, is that, there's a lot of things that occur I, to Western people, not Asians. I, I, I don't know. It's I don't think that's true though. I think from the get go, they were always thinking about how can we make the most money possible. Yeah, I yeah, don't but, think these Western studios no, are angels. No, no, no. I get it. They're 100 percent trying to make money, but within that framework, they were not thinking that they could get away with. They they weren't even thinking of that possibility. But the concept of DLC was always like a thing. No? Almost like you know you. We had the when we, was we, DLC we had expansion. We had expansions. Not, not no, no, but before expansion, no, like in between expansions, it's DLC. 
But remember, they, was like extra they, content you can they, pay for. But the compact with DLC was you're literally getting uh, a uh, not a whole new game, but like a sliver of new game. And you're paying is you're paying the appropriate price. Yeah. If it's ten bucks, you're getting like one tenth of a game. You know, like that was like that mm-hmm. was the bargain. It wasn't like we're gonna build you over and over again in one game for like for know. the same content. What about new pets? When did new pets add like a cash shop? I don't I don't remember because uh, I know new pets has always been. I, I don't know if they because I know they're very heavily advertising related, but. Did they ever have a cash shop like cosmetics and stuff? They do they now, now, but yeah, but I don't know when they. I think it came later. What, what is the? Are there any early examples of a like a Western developed online game with microtransactions of any kind? I'm curious. Regard, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see any you know benefit of. of I think this this was inevitable. This is when like this is what ultimately the Chinese discovered and the Japanese discovered what makes the most money quicker than the American companies. Yes. I think American yes. companies would have gotten there without the help from Chinese or Japanese eventually. It might take another four or five years, yeah. six years, Maybe. they would have gotten to the same conclusion. Sure, sure. I can agree yeah. with that. It, but it's still, I think it's it's unfortunate that, that the tide washed over us. No, I, I would actually say it, it's a positive because look at the impact of free-to-play gaming. The idea of a free-to-play game even. like the, This was really like, you had freeware games, right? You had like these demo games or like these games, they weren't really full games. They were they were, they were were free. You never had a real like a game developed by a studio that was free to play. That was just not a viable business model until we got the influence from Asia. And I think that was a huge net positive because even with all the bullshit you're talking about, which is real, like there's obviously some, the negative monetization. You have games like Dota 2. You have games like Team Fortress 2, which went free to play. These are actually like wonderful examples. Like oh, yeah. and I think they've done free to play correctly and it's a like, pro-consumer friendly. It just, these are good games and now we get for free. So not every game carries that negative stigma. I like a really shitty... Make it as much money as possible business model. And that's why I'm distingu- I distinguish in the weekly raid between yeah. Korea, Korean games introduced free-to-play, and Western studios adopted free-to-play and gave beautiful games like you know, League of Legends, Warframe. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my, my concern, and it's just a concern at this point, because like you said, Tencent has not ruined League yet by any means, right? Yeah. But my concern is going forward with all this Chinese influence, the Chinese game development mentality will seep in. And that mentality is different than Koreans. And in fact, it probably infiltrated Korea a lot more just because of proximity. That yeah. All these unending barrage of these login bonuses, event, constant events, these these yeah. multiple features that are basically monetization pits, like the pet systems and like in BDO, yeah, the pet system is a total joke. Uh, you, you upgrade forever and it costs like exponential amounts. The whole is that a crane system too? The way you upgrade gear and it gets like plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, and becomes exponentially difficult yes. to get the next plus. That's a Korean thing as well. The, but the, with the weapons, one, with weapons is yeah. in Korea. Or but with pets, with China, with it's the, everything. Yeah. <laughs> like they did it with everything. Yeah, actually, I, I actually, in case you're curious, what we're talking about. I mean, I recommend you play like a random Chinese browser mo. Let me like think if I can get one off the top of my head. I'll, I'll go to uh, League of Angels. Is that one? Is that Chinese? Uh, League of Angels is a good one. Yeah. Bust out League of Angels. Like show off some League of Angels on Steam. This is a good example of a game. Do League of Angels too? I guess probably because that's a newer one. Or, or one, whichever one, but this is a really good example of where, like, these these games are they overwhelm players with like upgrade systems. So there's like a hundred different ways to upgrade your character. There's like five hundred different ways to like boost your stats. And they oh the fairy system upgrade your fairy. Oh the crystal gem system. Every time you upgrade a crystal gem, you get you get more battle points or combat power. Right? It's called CP combat power. Oh upgrade this. There's so many ways to upgrade your character. It's very overwhelming. And these are actually all just designed to be money pits. So I don't. You don't really see that in Korean games. You do have the weapon upgrades, but there's very few systems like that. The way the Chinese do, it's actually really overwhelming and really bizarre. If you never played these kind of games before, League of Angels Two is a good example, and both League of Angels One. And the sad part is that these, like, some of these browser games are absolutely huge. I think League of Angels has, uh, like, if you look at the number of servers there are for League of Angels, you might like. Just I'm gonna drop the link anyway in case anyone's curious. League of Angels has thousands of servers. I, I just this the one I like. You can see these are all for US East number of servers in the game. And you can click on US West, Europe, Oceanic, 
in Twitch chat, you can just see how many servers there are for this game. Wow, look at this. Right, this, this is not cooperating. I gotta make an account and it's not uh, cooperating right now. Also, somebody said, um, oftentimes the problem is with the publisher, not so much the developer. That's kind of a cap out. The developer ultimately controls the product, right? And, and very often, the developer is also affiliated with the publisher. So, yes, the publisher has some leeway what they can do with it. But like you have companies like Nexon, which self-publish their own games. Perfect World, which self-publishes their own games. Almost all the browser games are self-published as well. So, like, and ultimately, the way like, what the publisher can do is, is set in a contract. And the, the developer owns a product. So, it's ultimately up to the developer, I think, to control their, their monetization. And uh, Revelation Online is another good example of a Chinese-developed game where there's just so much, like, currencies involved. Um, mm-hmm. This weird pacing, you know, it's very easy for a while, and then just you hit a wall. Yeah. So a lot of mobile games have embraced this. If you download any mobile game like uh, Lineage Two, Revolution, any of those kind of games, right? Mm-hmm. The first, I'd say, three hours is basically auto walk, auto play, dead brain, dead easy. But but you feel good because you're getting new gear, you're getting new cards, whatever whatever the game system has, right? It's cards, characters. Mm-hmm. But then you hit a wall where like all of a sudden getting the next character or whatever takes like days unless you pay. And, and they want you to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Try to find another Chinese game for you to take a look at. If you can't get that one working. Oh, uh, it's working. It's working. I, I think it's playing itself. I'm not really sure what's going on. I'm, I'm yeah, fighting, it probably will play itself. Yeah, Most of the game is, is going to be like Molten that. Golem. Ooh. It's actually a relatively new... Like, It's actually... What's really bizarre is that you get these... Um, There's some really, really... like Some of these Chinese browser games, too, are just reskins with like popular American or Japanese IPs. There was a Soul Calibur one. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, I'll show you that one. That one is fun. Sure. This, 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 this is a spicy one, boys. Let me see if we can find the link to this. Here we go. See if we can play this bad boy. Give you that spicy link here, I'll tell you. This is, this is definitely original IP, obviously. You might make an account, though. We'll see. You probably won't make an account, unfortunately. League of Angels 2 first look live. But these if you play these games, you'll know what we're talking about the monetization pitch. It's it's really Chinese games really do something special there. It's it's, it's a whole nother like ballpark and it's it's really bizarre. If I may make a bad analogy. Okay, so this is what a Western developed game used to be. You go to the like, imagine you go to the movies, right? You pay ten mm-hmm. bucks, you watch a movie. Okay? Yeah. You enjoy it, it ends in like two hours, let's say, and you leave. Right? That's it. That's that's yeah. a game. That's now. Here's what a Chinese game is. You walk. You pay. You, you pay one dollar or nothing to go into the theater. But now this movie never ends. It's one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. Every time you go to leave, like you got to pee, they'll bring you a bucket, a piss bucket. You are hungry? They'll bring you some food, but they'll charge you every time, like five bucks for the food, <laughs> two bucks for the piss bucket. And they know, like you can sit out there for twelve hours, twenty four hours. They don't want you to leave. They just want to keep charging you. Like you want, you're getting tired. Here's a uh, here's a pillow. Like that's that's the model. <laughs> like so, like in this game, they don't want you to never leave this. They just want to keep clicking, keep clicking. Hero summon, next summon. You know, get the waifus. You know, heroes. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting a character. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, summon. Oh, look at that. They don't want, they don't want you to leave. <laughs> Spicy. How's my, uh, how's my analogy? That um, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Chinese games are definitely something else. I got, I got to verify my email for this uh, Soul yeah, Calibur, forget, so I'm forget. not doing it. All right, well, you, yeah, we've, you, uh, think, you had my spiel on this Chinese stuff. So let's, we can move on. I don't see anything else to say. Yeah. Now, before we move on to talk a little about Maple Story 2, which again, uh, closed data begins tomorrow. I'm very hyped for that. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, bring back an idea I brought up a couple of weeks ago about user generated content 
and player-made content playing a greater and greater role in online games or really any game. I've always said for a long time that the next MMO or online game that incorporates as well will be very successful. I always thought that was like the next uh, like innovation, the next big thing in MMORPGs. They'll, they'll bring us the next WoW, uh, so to speak. I know Maple Story 2 is going to be trying to do something like that with its cosmetics. But there's, a, there's another example uh, of a game, actually, that kind of implemented this. Dota 2 has custom maps. Uh, it's had custom maps for a long time. But in the last two weeks or so, I'm not sure when exactly it came out, there's a custom map for Dota 2 called... Uh, me, 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 you've played it with me all time earlier. But it's actually... I, I gave you a link to it. It's called Toho Avatar Dream Battle. It's uh, basically a tower defense built on uh, Dota 2's custom map engine. Now, typically on Dota 2, the most popular game on the custom map area is Overthrow. It's, a, it's, made, by, it's made by Valve. It's a Valve-made map, Overthrow. It gets about 1,000 players online. I think it peaks around 1,500 or so every day. And now you have this game called Toho Avatar Dream Battle. And it just launched, and it's mega popular. It has... Tw- I'll give you a screenshot. This screenshot is from yesterday. I was playing this last night. And there are twenty about 23,000 players online at once playing this tower defense game on, on Dota 2. 23,000. That would put it on the top 10 of Steam of some of the most played games of concurrent players. And it's literally an anime waifu tower defense. A freaking amazing one on Dota 2. Yeah. I also played this several times, and it's it's a lot of fun. And you can, honestly, it's one of those things where it's probably best played alone because if you play, uh, I think it's up to four players, right? But if you play yeah. with teammates, their leak can end your game, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're gonna play with people, play with friends, and you, so you don't yeah. mind if you if you lose, you know. Otherwise, mm-hmm. just play solo. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's a totally free experience for the user. And Dota's free too. So this is this is the beauty of uh of gaming. It's Chinese developed game, by the way. I think it's Chinese. What do you mean Chinese developed? It's a Chinese developed uh, custom app, I believe. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, whatever. I, I'm not. I'm not. You, 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 you realize the game is a cash app, right? It has a cash. I did not know that. There's, there's a cash app, but you get paid money to get in game. Uh, you, you get, you get, you get uh, orbs that you can use to unlock new, new Toho characters. Well, okay. Well, again, I, I wouldn't say it's Chinese developed because it's built on Dota Two, and and sure. Know, so it's like a custom game. I'm not going to say it's Chinese developed. It's a custom sure. game. Sure, it's a Chinese developed custom app for Dota Two, but there is a microtransaction cash shop, and it's actually pretty like amazing how they implement that into the game right because you, you can pay and you get you know it, it's got its own it's, it's really weird that there's a cash app within a custom map on uh on dota 2 it, it is interesting and actually it reminds me of a story um i think a week or two ago starcraft 2 uh blizzard officially announced uh that you can pay money uh for custom maps in starcraft 2 as well now so mm-hmm. creators can can get paid for the maps they create so that's a fun little trend and uh I know we talked several weeks ago about Roblox. There are people who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year from their mm-hmm. Roblox custom maps, mini games, whatever you call them, Roblox. So that's a pretty cool uh, trend. Um, I, I do hope more games do stuff like this. Yeah, for, and, and this just shows you how popular this could be. Remember, uh, this is this is just a custom, and most people don't play Dota 2 to play custom maps. But this game is really catch people's attention. It has over twenty thousand current players, and you, that number is that's more people playing. This Toho game right now in Dota 2 than Black Desert Online on Steam. Isn't wow. that amazing? More people are playing this custom map than the peak player base on Steam for, for Black Desert Online. And it's literally just a player-made map. And this is the future, I think, of online games. It's the future of... Like, the f- you need it. Really? You need a game... Co- I, I think this... this I think it was 100%. bigger... I, I think it's declining. I mean, think about the, our, our you know childhood. Counter-Strike. Uh, Warcraft 3. Starcraft. You had you had you know Counter Strike was a mod, Dota was a mod, uh, TDs were born during StarCraft and Warcraft Three era. I think if anything, it's kind of declined. I, the, and the big uh, the biggest counter 
example to my argument is not Dota 2. It's uh, Roblox. Roblox is pretty big in user-generated content. But one Dota map that's actually getting some traction, I don't think. I think the trend is still away from this, unfortunately. No, it, the trend has been away, but you know you can't underestimate how much impact it's had. Like literally, PUBG was created with mods. Yeah. Uh, the tower defense genre was was basically came to life through StarCraft One. But and yeah, Warcraft III. no, I just said that. But but that was like twenty years ago. I mean, I'm saying the trend. Yeah. You're getting. You're still getting it. PUBG is a good example, but it's less than yeah. before. Yeah, but because but we need to. There has to be a game that's built from the ground up. Like Ro Roblox is also a great example. Roblox yeah. is built around people By the way, making content. Do you know what Roblox is? Roblox is not a spring chicken. I know it's an oldie. Yeah. But this proves this, but no one's really tried it besides is there any other game out there that's a standalone like it's built around player made content? Is there anything else like that? Like gaming has kind of given up on that concept. But, exactly. but then that's what I'm saying. But, but, yeah. but, but when gaming gave up on this concept, you've had websites take over like Reddit, Facebook, like these social networks. Yeah, that's all too, Mark. Come that's on. all user created content. This is all you know, web two point content. Yeah, that's all like twenty years old. <laughs> sure. The next game that's built around Second Life is still relatively ah you know, come on it's, it's still old as well. It's, it's, I, it's there, been there on decline for ten years. Yes, but there has been any new games doing this. And I'm saying, I'm saying yeah, the next game that yes, that's gonna be the next wow killer. That's gonna be the next you know a special sauce in my mind. Whoever I, can take it back because there is creative energy out there. Like this guy made this mod for 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 you know, Dota too. You know what the future is gonna be? A big Chinese boot, uh, with a little LED built in. You're playing League of Angels all day on it. See, I'm just maybe. Guys, by the way, for the past five minutes, I've been literally clicking the shining object. Like, you see this red, this golden arrow here. I'm clicking the X. Okay, now it's telling me to click this. You know, it's it's literally graying out everything, but the one thing it wants me to click. And the whole game is like this for like hours. This is gaming. This is the future of gaming right here. <laughs> I want to. I want to see you play this game as well. Let's mix it up. All right. This is from InstantFunds.com. All right. This is another uh, Chinese browser game. I mean, they're all the no same. Account, there's no account needed. Don't worry. You, you start playing. Much like the, the look of the people, <laughs> they're all the same. <laughs> I'm just wow. Racist here, boys. Altai racist confirmed. <laughs> so I mentioned the chat, Perry Chronicles. Yeah, I think Perry Chronicles, that was their original dream. And, and that's a really cool content. And that's why I was kind of excited for Perry Chronicles, though. We haven't heard too much about that in a while. So whoever does that concept where you build a game for the ground up, built around player-created content. Like the whole effort by developers has to be around giving players the tools to make the content for the game. If they could do that well, that's going to be the next wild kill. That's going to be the next, you know, big game. I'm playing hands-free, hands by the way. It's amazing that people are just... Game developers have not jumped on this, but they're all jumping on the Battle Royale bandwagon. But, like, how is nobody looking at what the, the Tohu anime dream battle game and saying, wow, 22,000 people are playing this. And the people that are playing it, it's like it's like Dota 2's community jumped over to play this. Most of my friends who play Dota 2 don't play custom maps ever. That's true. Like, never. The it, people that... This attracted new people to the game. The people that like Toho, right? They downloaded Dota 2 just to play this. So it's not like it, it's successful because it, it siphoned off Dota 2's community. No. Nobody nobody plays custom maps on Dota 2. It's kind of dead. And this game came out of nowhere yeah. with 22,000 current players. That, a game developer should look at that and be like, holy shit, this is just one game by one person through one actually really unintuitive uh, game, you know, game maker engine. The, the Dota 2 tools required to make a custom map are not user-friendly at all. So if, if somebody can make a platform and, and just encourage player-created content like like the Dota custom map, or we and more page where all the dungeons are made by other players, all the assets are made by other players, if they could do shit like that, it'd be amazing. I once again I will play Debbie Downer. Okay. Right. Uh, there was a game uh, that were trying to do exactly what you said, and in fact, it's more related to our channel because it was an MMORPG, EverQuest mm -hmm. Next, along with Landmark, 
was trying to do exactly what you said. Watched, yeah. They well, they they were they wanted to basically release these tools called Landmark, where the users could create this voxel-based world, environments, characters, whatever. And this stuff could be, and this was, they said this was the same tool they were using to build EverQuest Next. And then you players could create content for an MMORPG in, in the sandbox. And this whole it was a, it was in development for years. Uh, but you know what happened? The whole thing got scrapped. It's all went to the garbage heap. Yes, because it never happened. And they never actually released a functional product because these get like, and it's hard to even judge if that could have been successful or not because the reality is they have to launch something and see if people make content for it. You know, like that's what the terms of success well, are now. Well, guess what? There was no up, there was no interest. They they gauged the market. They released it wasn't landmark. Interest. They, they just what? never finished. It. No, there was they, nothing there to finish. Landmark was out. It it just didn't come together. Um, and landmark America was not like this 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 engine to create stuff. They changed that a lot, and, and it became just like this generic uh, MMORPG, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, no. I mean, it, it was never like a, it wasn't like a full thing. It was like a, yeah. it, you were supposed to make things in it, and it, with the promise that it was going to be ported. Yeah, EQN was just a tech demo. Landmark was I don't know. But I think this, what you're saying is a lot harder gonna... to do. It's a lot harder no, no, to do but, than you're thinking. No, look at Mike. Minecraft is made by one guy, arguably one you know really talented individual. But the the, the creativity aspect is there. Like Minecraft is not built around creating like this uh, this narrative or this like specific kind of gameplay. Like what makes Minecraft amazing is there's battle royale in Minecraft. Like was my, yeah, Minecraft yeah, might have been true. like one of the original like earlier battle royale games, and there are like these weird like uh, the mafia games happening on there. Like it, it's this amazing place of creativity where people make their own content and different servers you know like competing for ideas and, and cool content. Rather than relying on the like, anytime we're relying on the developer to create new content, it just seems like you always run to this content trap. It's a very big thing in MMORPG. It's like right now in Final Fantasy XIV, it's kind of a content trap because there's nothing else for me to do. I'm actually best in slot and everything right now for my character, and there's there's not much else for me to do until new content comes out. But if content is constantly being created, like the beauty, and I think the reason why websites like Facebook and, and Reddit become like people. People literally pour all their time on it. People spend like hours and hours on Facebook all day because content is constantly being created. There's an endless stream of shit to do on these websites. And MMORPGs and gaming can be that if it just relies not on just one developer or the developer itself. It relies on third-party content creators. I think and YouTube and Twitch is like that too. People watch YouTube and Twitch all day because it's literally an infinite stream of content. content. I hate that word content, you know, but... I think um, there is a reason... Uh, mm-hmm. the the kind of games that do what you're saying, that work, are things like Minecraft and Roblox. They're very simple, dated graphics, obviously, te- dated technicals, and they're not. We're not going to get an MMORPG of that scale. No way, no how. It's going to be things like that, mini games, uh, in the sandbox, which is okay. Mini games. I mean, Warcraft three custom sandbox. games. You know, were basically mini games, right? Well, th- start. You can you can just start with like um, like an engine that's. Think like Warcraft 3 or Starcraft 2, but instead of spending all these resources trying to make this story, this narrative, just make assets and give people the tools of those assets to just make whatever they want with, you know? Just make custom maps on there and make that be the platform I mean, and make it free to play and dual, make money off. You know. Dual mm-hmm. Universe is trying this. There's a sci-fi MRPG in development mm-hmm. um, with this idea. But I, I, if, I had to, if I had to bet, I, I would bet it against it not being that big. What about you? It depends how they execute it too, because I, I I looked at some of the videos and they seem pretty complex. And I like you can like code directly into it as long as it's not as bad as Second Life. But these <laughs> Second Life success tells me that this model works, even though like, if you can implement this in the shittiest way possible, it'll still work. Second Life is the worst implementation of, of what I'm talking about ever. It's actually so unintuitive, not just from making not not just from the creating asset standpoint, from literally the user standpoint, it's stupidly unintuitive. But despite that, the game has a pretty you know loyal player base. 
despite like the worst imp- imp- implementation possible. By the way, are you playing the Chinese uh, Pokemon game I linked to you? Oh no, I, I'll play that now. I was playing. I, I'm yeah, still playing League of Angels. I'm, I'm Pokemon just... Mega. This is the new Pokemon game you guys have never heard of. It's a Chinese version of Pokemon, obviously unlicensed, and probably uh, copyright disaster waiting to happen. Am I gonna go to jail for this? No, just do it. Look at that Pikachu jumping up and down. Give it a okay. try. I'm gonna be Bulbasaur. All right, let's see. Let's see what you think about Pokemon Mega. This is uh, it's, it's something else. It's another Chinese browser game. All right, skip the story. Who cares about that? Uh, Andrew, don't be so sure. Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't have much sway in the land of China where copyrights don't matter. Is my name White Leopard? Why is my name White Leopard? <laughs> you got you oh, the default name. I can claim the VIP. Claim I, the VIP. I, I get diamonds. I get free diamonds. Look, I already don't know Hell what's going yeah. on. There's so much stuff going on. Oh, your UI will get more and more clear. Oh, as you keep playing. challenge boss once. Lesser fruit times 10. Go. Challenge. Hell yeah. Pokemon Mega Boys. VIP Gaming. And again, I wish I could show you the game, but I remember looking at one of these Chinese games where there's League of Angels or something else. In order to get max level VIP, in, in Forsaken World Mobile, for example, it, it played very much similar to a Chinese browser game in a Chinese mobile game. In order to get like max level VIP in Forsaken World Mobile, <laughs> it required $75,000. When I thought about $75,000, and that is not a miscalculation. It was seventy five thousand bucks to be max level VIP. Uh, Lucifer Kings, thank you for this up, guys. I don't know if you just noticed, but when I clicked to fight the boss, I fought. There was an Arcanite on my screen. Okay, now the, and then when I fought the Arcanite, the loading screen was a Mewtwo. And then when the game actually started, I was fighting a Caterpie. Like they, they couldn't get anything right. <laughs> this game is amazing, boys. This game not, is amazing. By the way, I'm not moving. It's moving by itself, and it's like getting experience and, and everything. I'm not. My hands are off the keyboard. So our hands, hands off to keep. I'm watching. It's amazing. I'm watching I, this. Game. We're having an interesting talk here because we're we're actually arguing about two. We're we're showing one side of gaming, right? This autoplay, mindless, uh, hypnosis, cash grab bullshit, right? From from mm-hmm. China, by the way. Uh, and another side, you're talking about this kind of sandbox player creativity, um, mm-hmm. endless possibility, right? Yeah. It's just like the fight between uh, light and dark, you know, good and evil. Honestly, right? <laughs> and unfortunately, I think evil is going to win. I think people are going to look at, open their browser and stare at this, and they're going to feel good about themselves. Look, I'm accomplishing something. The I'm, challenge, the, challenge the thing on the bottom right of your screen. It says challenge. What is that? Okay, I'll click it. I'm uh, curious what I, that I, is. Oh, it's a Snorlax. Oh, nope, it's a Mewtwo. Oh, no, it's a Pidgey. <laughs> what? Want <laughs> <laughs> to play gaming, boys? <laughs> like, so this is... so. It's like it's like Star Wars, honestly. Like this game is like the Sith Lord, okay? <laughs> right? You're you know, like that's the... pretty funny. What? What's up? It was a game just like this. I think maybe by the same company because it has the same like weird player, right? It was a Yu-Gi-Oh ripoff, right? It just it just you're playing like the card game Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. and like I was looking at the cash shop out of curiosity, right? So I, I played through the game, the tutorial. I got to the cash shop, and there's an item in the cash shop for this this browser Yu-Gi-Oh game called like uh like Lost Eraser, right? And you buy for real life money when you use it. You have a record of wins and losses, right? You might have like 15 wins, three, like 10 losses, right? It erases all the losses. So now you get zero losses. So now wow. you're 15 and zero. Do you think... Oh, hold, so up. You, hold up. Do you <laughs> honestly think... That's a Chinese developer thing, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. So do you think Blizzard or a- any Western game company would have ever thought of something like a pay-to-use loss eraser in like StarCraft? No, or no, way. no, no way. way. No way. No it's, way. It's not in the it's, psyche. It's like, There's we, a different level of thinking going yes, on over there. Like, I really think it's like... You know how like, you know, like... Uh, 
two butterflies can like branch off, but and cause yeah. evolution like because uh, like the, you know the story with the industrial revolution like the the, the the trees got dark from like coal so, so the yeah. butterflies evolved to be dark. I really think something happened in evolution like thousands of years ago, and the Chinese mind just evolved differently than like the European mind, and and, and now we're seeing the results of this in in this. Yeah, to a degree, because again, like you said, that would never happen from a Western game studio. It's, yeah. it's unthinkable, right? It's unthinkable. Like, obviously, even like the greediest like Western game developers, they all want to make money off. Everyone's make money, but like, it just would occur to them to monetize the game by just just hiding your losses, making your loss. Like, it, it totally destroys the like the meaning of a score, like your win loss ratio. When you can read, it's not that it's not that it resets the wins and losses. It literally just re- makes the losses down to zero. It, it keeps the wins alone. So if you see something in that game, like, oh my god, I'm like 3,000 wins, zero losses. I'm amazing. <laughs> no, bro, you just, you know, you just spent money on the fucking loss eraser, buddy. That's pretty funny. It just, uh, it's just remarkable. Like, that form of monetization does not exist elsewhere. So wh- what else is going on in this game, Alta? Like, your character's just grinding? Like, Can I just somewhere? say that the, the, the graphic looks beautiful when you beat the uh, enemy. So if you see, my bubble sword comes out, and it literally kicks, kicks the enemy away, and it goes flying off the screen when I beat it. Yeah. So you, you like fight trains once in a while too, but like it's all like there's no actual battle going on over there. No, no, it's just my, my guy just kind of like stands there and then, and then wins. The boss anyone captured rare Pokemon tells you like who they're capturing and stuff. Um, I'm getting cash up in the game. I'm getting more diamonds for leveling up. Hell yeah! Okay, I can level up my Bulbasaur. Uh, we, <laughs> but it just I don't know it, it it's sad like it back to another point like a couple weeks ago. It really hurts me. It really hurts me to see games like this do really well. Like maybe this is not a good example because it's a really obscure Chinese game, but there are Final Fantasy 15, A New Empire. It, it really hurts me to see that game make like so much money. It's one of the highest-grossing mobile games on iOS, and it's really just a pay-to-win cash grab strategy game that has no depth whatsoever and is literally just a reskin version of Game War. It offers nothing new. It's stupidly unfair. It's just nonsense, and and it makes. We don't know. We don't know how much money it makes exactly because it's not like public, but they're like top fifteen highest-grossing mobile games. So it's probably making over fifty million dollars a year, and that's that's sad. It hurts. I, I think you'd be surprised how much money these kind of games make. Even this one is going to make money. Like I said, probably. I honestly think there are people watching this, okay, or or like playing this that really feel good seeing these numbers go up. Like they get joy and fulfillment out of it. As more than they do from like uh, uh, Minecraft or whatever. To those, to some, to a large percent of people, they don't want challenge. They don't want creativity. They just want to see numbers going up. <laughs> okay, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they want. like. Think of those clicker games. Even we played clicker games, right? There's some, but there's it, some hypnosis yeah. to them. Like there's some something about seeing flashing lights and numbers going up. I think it hits like a primal part of our brain. So it works. Maybe it works. It definitely works. But but yeah, this game is like all play. But what about all the strategy games? Something about those really gets people addicted too. And it's not like, you know, it's not just about numbers going up. It's just there's pay to win, you know, nonsense. Uh, I'm telling you, people like that. <sighs> if people are interested in this conversation about monetization, though, I do recommend looking at that video about uh, the GDC conference about monetization from a Chinese uh, like game company. I think it was in the original Weekly Radar article. That's actually really fascinating. Uh, watch, listen, rather. I, yeah, I, it's it's sad to see this. I, I got I gotta close this. It's 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 uh it's too much for me. Are you fighting Mewtwo? Uh, no, you're fighting. No, you, you're never actually fighting Mewtwo. He's just a loading screen. Mewtwo. And, uh, and and are you like fighting or is like autoplay? In the auto, auto, auto play. hundred percent autoplay. I honestly I I haven't stopped getting these completed completed 
achievement rewards. I keep clicking and I keep having more of them. <laughs> it just doesn't nice. go away. <laughs> Look at the seconds. Shit, it's a, just a boss seconds right here. And uh, out of curiosity, did you know how much money uh, RuneScape was acquired for? Jagex? The Chinese company that bought it? How much they paid? Uh, no, how much? They got a steal, I think. Throw a number out there. Let's see how close you'll, you'll get. Okay, so guys, help. Uh, you can guess along in chat if you don't know already. How much did Jagex, the owners of RuneScape, get bought out for? Uh, it's a few uh, years ago. It's been a while. I will say $600 million. That's my guess. You are, you're off $300 million. Oh, that seems like a really good deal, considering how iconic RuneScape is and yeah. how you know, yeah, I agree. how long-lasting it's. It's it survived the test of time, and it's a game that people, you know, people who played it growing up, still play today. So that was a great buy for three hundred mil. Yeah, I think so. Not that I have three hundred million, but uh, a bargain, nonetheless. And a small update to uh, remember when we talked about can gamers like do good? It was one of our weekly rage, right? It was. Did you see the latest uh, new new skin for um? For mercy in in uh Overwatch? Overwatch? No, link me. I I, I need excuse to get away from that Pokemon game, please. Alright, get out of the Pokemon game. Oh, just, right, just, just a very minor detour because it kind of uh, coincides with our previous weekly rate about can gamer can, you know, can we do good in gaming? This is a skin called Pink Mercy, and it's purely for uh breast cancer, that's some breast cancer uh research foundation, right? So hundred percent of the sales generated from this skin will go towards breast cancer research. Hundred percent. That's good. That's kind of cool, though, isn't it? I agree that it's not like a, it's not a gimmicky like five percent, you know, like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Smash and, and Burger does that. How much they, how much they give? So I'm, how much do you think? How much do you think this skin is going to raise? I, how much is it selling for? I, 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 I didn't look. Okay, I'll say a million, maybe more. Yeah, I don't at know. least a million. I'll say. A million. But here's the thing too, like people to a degree, it's, some people just buy the skin because it's mercy and they like the skin. But I think a lot of people who don't buy like skins, like will buy this skin. Purely because of its uh, it's a form of support, you know. It, it's an interesting way to like do charity. It's like uh, I think it's a it's a breast cancer loot box. There's, there's a one percent chance by opening it you get breast cancer. So be careful. <laughs> I'm curious, you buy this skin out, right? You probably I mean, you probably have to because I, I don't think they would put that in a loot box. Right? I, I had a beautiful <laughs> idea, and it, if if this already Let's exists go. in a game, please somebody in chat correct me. Imagine in in your favorite game, whatever it is, League, Dota, whatever. There's something called a dark loot box. And it's a way higher chance to drop really rare stuff. But it also has like a 20% chance to destroy one of your existing skins. Ooh. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's a dark loot box. So if you open it, you know, you're risking a you lot more. All, you lose all your skins. There's a chance to lose all your skins. Or, or like some tier. Like, like it's yeah, but a, you, it's, you open that loot box on a fresh account though. Oh. No, but okay. I guess you can't buy it unless you have something to lose. Like it's Not an maybe. equal quality to lose. Like so, if you if, <laughs> if, if, if you would get an ultra rare, it has an equal chance to destroy one of your ultra rares. Or like a half chance Ooh. or something. Dark, dark loot boxes. What do you guys think? People would people would use them anyway, and they get so yeah, mad when they lose their shit. <laughs> I'm still surprised that we haven't seen like Blizzard or any of these. Like, Blizzard selling like super rare loot boxes. Like is a loot box that costs hundred dollars to open, and there's and there's a point one percent chance to get like a god tier skin. I know people would flip their shit, but you know, unfair. But like, I, I'm surprised we haven't seen that yet. We've seen some good restraint, I think, by uh, by a lot of the Western game companies. So, you know what I want to do? I want to make a. A mobile game or like a browser game called Chinese Poker, and the way it works is like let's say you have like you know, a, a three and a king, and they're gonna open the next mm-hmm. three cards in the middle. You can pay real money to the de- to the dealer to get the card you want. Like <laughs> you ask for a king, and then you, you get to pay the dealer. <laughs> no, 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 no. And increase the chin. No, no, no. Increase, increase the chin. Yeah, yeah. The king yeah. yeah. Because like it's pay. a normal chance, it's a card deck. It is like ten cards already out. It's like one in like forty-two or something. 
it makes it like one in five. You get like fifty bucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we do. It'd be hilarious. Like, imagine you you like you get to see the table, right? And we see, we see a player spend money, and the dealer looks at them and winks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can pay. You can pay to like counteract that. So like, and you got to factor that into your bets. You know, to see if it's worth going after that pot because the guy just paid. That, that, that would really spice up the game. It, it would really you know introduce like additional uh, calculations into like figuring out when to play and when you know when, when to fold, how much to bet, optimal betting, uh, you know, pot betting size and stuff. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be pretty pretty interesting. The game, the name will be Chinese poker. That's it. <laughs> Everyone will know how it works. <laughs> or pay to change your hand. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. There'd be like a cheating mechanic too. Is it? What, like, there's like an eight percent chance you get caught, like to just changing cards. Yeah. Golden Rush. That's the game, boys. I think Golden Rush is actually a Russian developed game, so it's a bit uh like. What about that Altai? What about a game like Golden Rush? It kind of fits into our like, game design philosophy of East versus West. I'm pretty sure Golden Rush is uh, Russian developed, but it's actually nothing quite like. It's more of a Chinese game than a than a Western game. Well, you know, Russia does um, kind of straddle the two, eh? You know, to move away from race here, maybe it's like the whole communist um, background. So when you know when communism fell, maybe they were denied capitalism and free markets for so long, they like. And their caricature of capitalism was like the mafia and like how bad America is. Everyone is cutthroat. Mm-hmm. So they emulated that because they thought capitalism meant literally slit the guy's throat next to you, you know, take a shit. Like, so maybe they're like, oh, we're capitalists now? Oh, so I said, what capitalists do? What do capitalists do? Well, on TV, they just like, you know, cheat and lie and steal. So let's do that. So maybe, maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Drop Bows said, this is going somewhere bad. And for those unfamiliar with uh, Golden Rush, give you a quick uh, look at that game. It's a it's a MOBA, but you can get gear outside the game. So you can't even like buy gear in the game, right? So when you play a round of Golden Rush, you get gold, but whoever reaches like 10k gold first wins. But outside the game, you can spend real life money on getting gear for your character, and the gear carries stats with it. So whoever's got the better gear has like way stronger stats, and you can't get it like using in game currency. You have to use like real life currency. Can I and, just say, I hmm. love that idea of a game. The first team to a certain gold amount wins. Yeah, it's Golden Rush. You rush for the gold. And there's a few things. You can like kill uh, enemy heroes to get gold. You, like, everyone starts with a tower. And if you claim that tower, you get gold every second. If you go like the enemies. So there's Golden golden Rush. Show us some video of Golden Rush. It's a quality game. I, I will show some gameplay. You probably find uh, one of my first videos from forever ago, maybe. That is, that is what I have open, sir. There we go. Here we go, boys. This game is really... Hey, the ultimate. Your character is ultimate. Your level 6 ability is actually locked. You can't even choose to get it at level six because you have to pay money to unlock your ultimate. Your ultimate is actually behind a paywall. And if you see other players using ultimates, it tells you that they spent money on the game, which is actually hilarious. And you know, like in like League or Dota, when you level up, right? You can choose which of your three abilities to level up, right? In Golden Rush, that's not the case. They just level up in like in, from left to right order. You can't even choose what you want to, you know, put points into. Eh, this is know. actually a hilariously bad game. Wasn't that another MOBA that you were playing that uh, you could actually pay to insta res? Oh, that was fun. That's uh, Heroes Evolved. Heroes, Heroes Evolved? Evolved? Yes, show some gameplay of Heroes Evolved. That's a game where, you know, like in Dota 2, you can buy back. You spend something like gold to buy back. You can do it once every few minutes. In Heroes Evolved, it's not that you spend mo- You can't, like, the option, you can buy back in Heroes Evolved as well, but you can't do it for in-game currency. The only way to buy back is if you spend real-life money. So if you spend a dollar, you can buy back into a game. It's actually hilarious. And you know, like, Dota has the glyphs. You can yep. glyph as well, but they cost, you can, they cost money as well. You cannot do it for free. It literally just costs real life money every time you want to use it. You want to buy back. It is, yeah. Somebody glyph. No, my, my credit card is maxed. I can't. You do 
<laughs> dude, you, we got, we're gonna lose the game if you don't glyph. Guys, buy back, buy, buy back. No, dude, I want to buy back. It costs money, dude. We need to buy back or we lose. So it's it's actually hilarious. I love it. Have you seen the video? It says "Hello World" when you get a kill. Like that, I guess that part of the of the game's assets were not finished yet. So instead of saying like "Bob killed Joe," it just says "Hello World." It makes no sense. Esports and heroes evolved to be would be something else for sure. Whoever spends more more money ends up winning. This game is actually hilarious though. No, no, no. Uh, Dream. Uh, drop bow. That that's actually the every time you get a kill, it says that it's supposed to say like this player killed this player, but they left the code like blank, and it says hello world every time you get a kill. So like they just didn't even finish the game, which is actually hilarious. I got a Chinese related uh, news story. It's actually like current and related. All right, let's hear it. So, despite the ascent of uh, Chinese gaming, there are a few classic veterans that are we got to say goodbye to. Ooh, uh, yeah, this. Uh, okay, so on, on June fifth. Jade Dynasty and Swordsman Online will both be closing down. Swordsman's kind of new, but Jade Dynasty has been with us for a, a, a long time. Nine years ago. Uh, I remember so playing that. Yeah, I remember playing that when it first came out. And that was... I, mean, I, I, think I, was, I, I think I just finished high school recently. So that was... That's, you know, I've been playing that for, for a while. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to really miss these games. But I do have one funny uh, story about them. So in this news article I put up... So they posted a forum post on each game saying, you know, we're going to, you know, basically a spiel like it's, it is with great sadness and a heavy heart that we announced the yeah. shutdown. But the two, the two are identical. And they even have misspellings here. <laughs> so in their own statement where they're talking, giving a heartfelt goodbye, they have misspellings. Like, they couldn't even spell check their... Was it also literally the same message, copy and paste it, but yes. replaced like the name of the game? No. Yep. Yep, yep. Come on. Because so, like, there are people that probably spent thousands on these games, spent thousands of hours, and to copy and paste the same exact goodbye message is just kind of like a punch in the gut. You know, it just, we never really gave a shit. You know? Yeah, it definitely strikes me that way. Yeah, that's kind of sad. And they're the same spelling mistakes. It's funny. Yeah, yep, the communities are spelled improperly here. So it, it's it's funny how little they care about you over there at Perfect World Entertainment. <laughs> Actually, if you look at, uh, I mean, Swords Online was a little bit different, but if you looked at J Dynasty, and you looked at Ethersaga Online, and you looked at Perfect World International, those three games are all built on the same exact engine. So much so that they almost feel like reskinned versions of each other. I know Ethersaga Online shut down a long time ago from uh, Perfect World. But if you play that game, it's just so similar in like look and feel to Jade Dynasty as well. It's just weird how similar they were. They're basically a reskinned version of the same game. But the, the positive thing here is Perfect World International is still going. That, that was always the most successful of the bunch of like, the Chinese MRPs that Perfect World launched. So that one is still going. And Forsaken World is also still going, but that one I feel will shut down next. It's yes, not, that it's, game is kind of dead. Yeah, it's not very popular. Uh, I read the forums when I heard this uh, news, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are, you know, like, what? You know, the game is dead. There's not that many players. Are they going to shut down? And there's like no response from the, you know, developers. Yeah, it's it's not it's not going to be looking good for them. But Perfect World still has a, uh, you know, they still have Torchlight, which they haven't done anything within a while. But Perfect World's other games, the cryptic titles, Star Wars, Star Trek Online and Neverwinter, are, are still doing pretty well. Chappies Online, not so much probably, but Star- Neverwinter has always been like a pretty consistently a popular game with thousands of players online at once, which is not bad. You know, I think per- Star Trek Online gets about two thousand a day concurrent. Neverwinter's probably a bit more, probably three thousand, I have to guess. But still, that kind of pales in comparison to uh, Tohu Avatar Dream Battle, doesn't it? Huh? <laughs> uh, sure, but I wonder what the conversion rate is conversion right yeah mm-hmm. conversion rate is because um, these games are, like I said the Chinese games I feel like the people who stick around are paying definitely because you have to pay in these games to get anywhere whereas in the Toho game 
you figure you, you, get, just, you don't have to pay. Yeah, you don't have to pay. You kind of do because the, the real magic of that Toho Dream game is once you beat the normal mode in Endless, you can unlock like your own deck building, and there are actually booster packs you buy to unlock new uh, Toho characters, and they cost like a lot of uh, pearls each. And you'll you get the pearls by playing the game or buying them outright for cash. And then it's kind of like a gotcha, you know. You get like, this, and when you open a pack, it's almost like uh, when you summon a card, like in the Japanese mobile games. It has like this nice little visual to it, and you see what card you draw. Yeah. So it's you know, either you grind forever or you pay. You gotta pay. Yeah. But you know, I, as I was playing that Dota map, I was always wishing that it did not have the Tohu theme. Not because I'm against Why? it, because. Because it's so hard to know what the towers do based on it. Like, like the, yes. It's yeah, like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. It's like I'm looking at my list of towers, right? It's like Tokomi Mizuki, and I'm like, and then if you read the description, it's no, like right. this wavery flower attack uh, allows a dimensional drift. I was like, no. If it was just called Ice Tower, Ice Tower or Fire Tower, tower yes. Multi Shot, Buff Tower. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Because I played it. I played that for the first time with my friends, and he's never played it before. And he was. I was like, wait. You need to get a Cerno. You need to get like, uh, you know, if you get a, if you get a Marissa. Kurosama, you want to use that one right away. Like, what? Uh, he's just so slow because he was unable to like move his towers around, get new towers. He just he didn't know what to pay attention to because they're all had these token names. Yeah, so exactly. people didn't exactly know what they were. Yeah, if they were just like arrow tower, bomb tower, it was just so much easier. <laughs> you know, there's one. This is one annoying feature in Dota 2. Like, it's next to your character's uh, portrait. If you click on it, you get this weird first-person look for your character, right? Yeah. I click on that by accident. I'm playing regular Dota sometimes, and I hate it. But I clicked on it once by accident in the Toho game, the tower, the anime tower defense, and it was actually excellent because it zooms into your character, you get your, your builder, which is Hakura Rima, one of the Toho characters, and the model is actually unbelievably good, right? Because it's actually a really crisp model. And when she flights, when you, you right-click somewhere, she floats somewhere, you get a really nice panty shot. And I want you to, I, I, I want you to appreciate that next time you play all, all time, right. right? Next time I, I, I play, I will um, take a look at all yes. my characters. It's actually quite impressive for your builder. It just, they, it's the quality. Quality painting shop, boys. Oh yeah, but I, I I am glad that there is uh that map out there. I hope there's mm-hmm. I hope it uh success brings more attention to the Dota Two custom scene. Yeah, uh, I just hope it gets somebody to kind of realize how important custom maps are and modding is and make a game that relies more heavily on it. Well, speaking of Dota Two, uh, apparently right before we went live, mm-hmm. Dota Two announced their compendium, the new compendium yeah. for 2018. Uh, and let's see how much are they selling it for. Okay, so they've already raised. I think the base is two is two million. So they raised four hundred. The, the, the base the base is way more, way less than two million. The seed is I think six hundred k or one million. Okay, so they apparently they I bet they're gonna sell a lot of these. And remember, Valve only puts twenty five percent of uh the purchase price of these into the pool. They keep the rest as just profit. Yeah, I think, they, I think the base price pool is one point six million or so. Okay, yeah. So they raised what then? Eight hundred thousand or something. Some crazy amount already. Look at TI. It don't just launch. It's a website for the, for the tracker already. They're at two point five million already. So they write about a million. They raised about a million dollars already from the. They they raised a million. That means they sold over five million. They sold about five million dollars worth of uh, compendiums already. And it's off to a stronger start than uh, any other year so far. Which is uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to watch those games. I find Dota two still exciting to watch. But I think uh, I think I'm most. You know, but you know what I'm most excited for all time? What are you, you probably already know now? Maple Story too. Close me to launches tomorrow, boys. I think most. I think I think a lot of people. A lot of people are excited for that, and not just that. Bless as well. And actually, when my friend was telling me that he was watching uh, Summit One G stream, a really big streamer, and my other friend was watching Shroud, 
And even people like Shroud and Summit are excited to play Bless. Like they're they're looking forward to trying Bless. And this tells me that there's such a there's such an itch for another MMORPG out there. Like people people still itch to play an MMORPG. So time will tell if Bless or Maple Story 2 will be able to fill that. I'm personally more excited about uh Maple Story 2 though. I mean, after I play the Korean version and, and seeing what it can do, it could it, I, I'm really hoping it does well. I'm really hoping they don't fuck up the launch. People are worried that it might be pay to win or whatnot or or what, I, I, I'm just hoping they don't screw it up. When did uh when is Bless coming? Heading close beta. Uh, this month, May. Later, later, oh, later, okay. in May. I'm not sure if you have an exact release date, but it's it's supposed to be this month. And uh, unlike unlike Mabel's story, Bless will be by to play. Just you can look at the Grindfest Friday video for it too. We played for a while. Yeah, I am. Uh, I okay. So someone chats about something interesting. I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. So Dota Two is finally it seems adding role matchmaking. I think oh, League, that, that, that's, that's a point of controversy, I think. Yeah, it is. And, and League has something similar for a while, right? You can Yes, long time. Long time League's had it now. Years. I think for for many weeks, every time you brought up toxicity, and again, I'm not going to go too deep into this, I promise, but yeah. you said, what are the alternatives? You always kind of gave me like, you know, you're making it seem like it's so easy to come up with alternatives to stop it in-game, right? Mm-hmm. I'd argue that a lot of toxicity and game-leaving and feeding, not all of it, right, but a, a substantial percentage is over roles, like who's mid, yeah. who's care. Okay, so... A easy way for these games to fix that in client without resorting to out of client stuff like bans is literally just give people a role queue. If I queue for mid, if I queue for carry, if I queue for support, now nobody can take that role from me, right? Because I can't I, do that though. You my, can my fr- do that. My friend made a good point. No, my friend made a good point about Dota Two. Dota Two's roles are not as rigid as League of Legends roles, where you can you can queue up for top, you can queue up for mid, jungle. No, no. Like no, 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 no. The only there's role, always there's only there's one role. Character. There's one role in Dota Two. No, there's only one. It's it's the hard fire support is the only explicitly oh, concrete on. role. Wait, what? Everything else is so fluid. What else is there? Everything else, everything else is fluid. Depends on what the, what the picks are, how things evolve. There's mid. Okay, how things there, evolve. There's multiple characters. Mid, yeah, mid, mid is one. Mid is one. Mid and mid and queuing uh, up for mid and and hearts five support is a thing in Dota. Yes, that's it though. Okay, and there's, and carry there's, can mean like different things sometimes, and it's not it's. Everything it's can evolve. Obvious. I mean, even in league, uh, if your mid just feeds all game, he's zero and ten. Obviously, he's not gonna have the same impact that he would in a normal sure, but, game. But he's not gonna be, a, you know, he, he's. A, what, 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 no. what else are you queuing for? You don't know if it's gonna be a tri lane. You know if it's gonna be two duo lanes. You know if there's gonna be. A, is there a jungle role? No. No. You can. You can. You can. Okay. That can balance. That can. They can figure that out in chat in game. Again, is that gonna stop? It's not gonna stop hundred percent, right? But mm-hmm. it will have a mate. And nobody fights over support. Here are the roles people actually fight over. Let me tell you. Ready? Mid. It's mid. And care. And that's it. There's no other. No one's like, no, I want it to be hard support. I can't believe you took it from me. I'm gonna feed down middle now. Never know, happened. <laughs> Never happened. All right. Sure. <laughs> all right. So that's a beautiful, easy thing they can do quickly to stop. I would say 20% of all toxicity right off the bat. Right? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, yes, it'll go. help. I think it'll help. It'll definitely help. But again, the roles aren't as rigid as they are in Dota in, in League of Legends. But it's still gonna help reduce the toxicity for sure. Yeah. But a lot of toxicity comes from like. Why did you pick that here? He doesn't go with our comp, you fucking... Again, you're not going to stop no. at all. You're not going to stop at all, but this very simple thing yeah, will yeah, stop sure, a, a good amount. But, but I'm looking at this Maple Story 2 in the background, and I'm even more hyped now from Maple Story 2. This is actually, you can see, like, uh, the, the, the capital city, and you can see all these player-made houses in the cities. How cool does that look? You, and all these houses are so different, and they exist in the persistent world. It makes housing so much more meaningful when it doesn't exist in a bullshit instance area. Like, I'm surprised, like, so few games do this. And look at this this random house looks amazing. There's all this random shit people collect. It's got this very Animal Crossing like feel to it. And like if done correctly, like this is what people want in MMORPGs, by the way. This is it. They want to collect rare shit. Which is why I'm kinda of, I'm kinda of surprised that like 
Final Fantasy XIV and WoW don't have like more rare shit. Just like stuff you can just show off that does nothing, but like it just is a decoration or something, right? Like more just rare things. Yeah. So Ultima Online was great people, at that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. You collect all these rare statues, you show them off in your house, like, and you can see that happening in Maple Story too. And if they do this correctly, and you don't need the hardcore, like the hardcore elements of an MMORPG, the hardcore PvP and rating is such like a minute percent of the player base does that anyway. But if you can do the like item collecting well, with there's like so many rare items to collect and shit to collect and trade and and get, it, it, it'd it be amazing. Indeed. Yeah, well, you know, uh, so this is coming out tomorrow, right? Maple Story 2? Yes. Closed beta starts tomorrow. Uh, there's not, There will be a wipe in between closed beta. We don't know when beta will start, but... Like it'll let us see what the game is all about at least, like you know the Western version. So I'm still gonna play. I'm, I'm excited for it. We actually got two official releases today for games that were previously you know playable. We got mm-hmm. Paladins, is officially out now. No more early access. Yeah. And Conan Exiles, which is something we played a lot, and we even had a server for it. Gumball used to run our MMOs.com server for Conan Exiles. That game also came out officially today, and it's doing really well on Steam charts. I don't know if you saw the numbers, but it yeah, is. It's just launched. That's what, it yeah. is kabooming on Steam. And booming. they released a, uh, a launch trailer, and it is a really good trailer. It, it, it It's really impressive. Like, it makes me want to try the game again. I have, I have about 49 hours into Conan Exiles. I haven't played in like a year, but I actually redownloaded it, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to give it a try. It's a 50 GB game, so it's a bit of a, a bit of much. But I wanted to tell you, because when you mentioned the Paladins, did you hear about the Paladins gimmick for their giveaway? They're, they're doing like the biggest giveaway ever. You hear about that? I, I haven't heard about it. What are they, what are okay, they doing? so what they're doing is uh, they said we're doing a hundred million dollar giveaway, which is like, well, wait a million? minute, that's a lot of money, boys. You know, can can high res afford a hundred million dollars? What, what they're doing is they're giving away like uh, two hundred crystals to everyone that's ever played Paladins, and there's okay. like over ten million, you know, people that played. So they're giving away like, like the, the cash shop value of like. <laughs> hundred million dollars if you were if you were to buy those cash up items individually it's such a silly like marketing buzzword but like i, I guess they're not wrong it's a hundred million dollars worth of in-game currency that's pretty funny i like that i like yeah. that but that's actually the best kind of giveaway anyway. people give me cash up currency that's what i want so i can buy what i want you know like that's the best kind of giveaway anyway <laughs> low res that's 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 like a sly against high res i'm actually really liking this uh this conan exiles launch trailer oh yeah it looks pretty hype it's legit. I, I had a lot of fun with this game. You know, again, 49 hours uh, playing in a relatively short period of time. I played like all day for like the first week, and then I kind of stopped. I thought but the I game. Had a lot of fun with it. I thought the game was great, uh, and apparently they made that better. The combat's better. The world's bigger now, so that part's good. Mm-hmm. The part I did not like about Conan Exiles, which by the way cost money, it was a retail game, was it just didn't work half the time. Yeah. Servers were made for 64 players. You couldn't have more than 20, or else it would just rubber band and crash on you. That's unacceptable, you know, for a game that costs money. And and their, and their obvious excuse was early access, derp derp, we get away with anything. But now it's full release, and I will be installing this tonight. And then when I play it, probably tomorrow, I'm gonna join a server with sixty players. And if it lags, I'm gonna be mad. And I'll, I'll let you guys know if I lag. Yeah, I kind of want to see how many, if we can. I want to see the servers if they still have if the, if the official servers still have, support thirty two players or more. I wish I could find that right now, but I can't. But they better have 64 player servers up right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been playing a lot of Rust, so I could easily see myself going to play some Yeah, you should, you, should, you should give it a shot. Yeah, I plan to. It'd be cool if if it does work. We should, uh, I don't know, get a server going for our Somebody's, various, yeah. yeah. 
There are a lot of servers with 70 players, but I, I, I want to find official servers. We can find official servers if, if possible. But yeah, I'll, I'll look at that later when we launch the game. Indeed. Oh, one more thing I wanted to share with you. I, did you know Amazon has their own esports league? Amazon has an esports league. Yeah, did anyone, anyone, anyone in the chat know that? I, I kind of read to this recently. I, I just looked at you all the time. It's called the Mobile Masters. Mobile Masters. It's not it's not esports league for PC games. Esports league for uh mobile games called the Mobile Masters. What what games? Like, you want you want to you want to play uh I didn't know this was a game, but you guys want to start a team for Power Rangers Legacy Wars? I am I am it's best upcoming qualifiers, boys. Best Power Ranger there is, all right? We missed uh we can, we can, we participated in the May 12th qualifier, boys. Let's go. I want to see what this I didn't even know like. about this. Let's see what this looks like. Yeah, Power Rangers Legacy What's it called? Legacy. Legacy Wars. Wars. Dave's on Blue Ranger. Angry Birds now an esport. Not so sure about Angry Birds, but you know some of the PvP ones. Oh, it's a fighting game. No. Is it pay to win? Oh, it's, I think it's the same. Is it like that? Is it like a card based fighting game like um, the Tekken one? Might be. I've actually never heard about this guy. I don't. I don't really keep in touch with my mobile games. Too I much. think it is because I'm looking at the gameplay and it seems like they're so they have three cards, like three moves, like power kick. Yeah, yeah I see. And they're just choosing which one they want to do. So it's like a card game fighting game. Is it like a lot of luck then too? Like depending on what your opponent picks, what you pick. It's like rock paper scissors to a degree. I I, I guess so. Yeah, who knows? Well, you know what? Why don't you master it and then you two can become a Amazon. Mobile Master, okay. Mobile Master, boys. Uh, I'll take it. I got. I got. I got to show you uh, one one video for Maple Story too. This is this this is pretty funny. I saw this on uh, our Maple Story too. It's called BuzzFeed is already writing articles about this. Uh, okay, link it. All right, I'll link it to you in uh in Twitch in uh in in chat. I got it. Uh, all right. What what's going on here? Play it. It's short. Should I play with audio or no? Yeah. Okay. Gender lock glasses. You can make any gender you want. Gender locked? Wait, I missed it. I'm putting it. Okay, no, there are no gender lock glasses. You can make any gender you want. There are only two genders confirmed, boys. It's oh, confirmed no. Maple Story. And then she kind of regrets saying there are only two genders at the end. Which is oh, pretty funny. It's clipped it and it's gonna make her look like Yeah, it's her saying there's only two genders. BuzzFeed is already writing articles, boys. That's funny. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I'm hearing some music. Where's this coming from? Oh, it's coming from League of By the way, League of Angels has pretty good music. Oh yeah? Are you still playing League of Angels all the time? How's that going? I have it open. Are you are you killing shit? Uh oh, the music is actually uh, really good. I think they must have stole it from somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Jerky, there's a lot of uh, Maple Story 2 footage already on YouTube. Uh, we were playing some earlier on the stream. So yeah, what you can see in the video is from the community manager playing. It's, wow, one of the best autoplay. The music is nice, right? I wish I could mute the freaking audio, uh, the the speaking part though. There was actually a. Uh, I remember there's a landing page with League of Angels, which just literally ripped off the music from League of Legends, like the Champion Select music. So like, they probably stole it from somewhere else. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think they stole it. 
Right, question for you, Altai. Do you know how much money the company that makes League of Angels is worth? What else did it make it? Uh, probably it's a few other shitty browser games. Um, um, Let me look this up. Are they worth $100 million? All right, let's take a look, boys. We can end with this quality stat, too. They're called Yuzu Interactive. All right. They are traded in Shenzhen. They are worth how many? 20 billion yuan. So 20 yuan. What is that in American money? 3.14 billion dollars. With a B. With a B. So they're worth more than RuneScape by far. They were, right, League of Angels is worth 10 times what RuneScape is worth. Holy How do you guys feel about that? Hmm? Is that insane? They're worth like, they're close to what Square Enix is worth, right? <laughs> and they make League of fucking Angels, boys. Yeah, you know what, guys? I think this game is so much fun that I just got to go quicker. I got to pull out the credit card. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's the plan, boys. You know? Billy, Billy, Billy. Uh, and that is actually, you can look up the, I just dropped the link. This is, you can, they're publicly traded. User Interactive Company is worth, uh, the market cap is 19.529 billion Chinese yuan. Just translate the US dollars. That is the value of, of League of Angels, boys. All right, I know their business model. So while you're playing the game, they actually activate your webcam. They take pictures of you masturbating to their loading screens. Okay, because they, they have these hot Genius. titties. Now, th- then, they, then they email you saying, unless you upgrade to VIP, we're going to email you your wife or your daughter this picture. So then you, you say, ah, I mean, I'm playing anyway. I might as well be VIP. Huh? Think about it. <laughs> How much does it cost to upgrade to VIP in that game? Uh, Let me look. I don't know. Okay, you need to spend... Um... You need 10,000 dev points. All right, that's fine. Let's do the math together on stream real quick. All right, I'll tell you here. I dropped the link to their VIP page, right? Okay. Uh, let's see. It requires 10,000 dev points. Well, why is it so complicated? I just want to give them my money. <laughs> <laughs> what are, well, I don't, want to, I don't want a degree in math. <laughs> sure. Maybe we define how, how, how many dev points you get for each purchase. How to get VIP. I don't even get what's going on here. All right, I, let's find out. I just want my girl to have bigger titties. What do I click? Okay, oh, 500 diamonds spent equals one dev point. All right, so how much does 500 diamonds cost? Can you look in the cash shop right now, Altai? Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. How do I close this shit? Okay, just hit the cash shop. There should be a cash shop on over there. Let's find out. Okay, I see it. I see so it. Five, every 500 diamonds is one dev point. Oh, we got 100 bits. Those will be used for uh, diamonds and League of Angels. Thank you. Okay, no, so I see topazes for sale. Okay, so for for 500 bucks, I can buy 20,000 topazes. That's like the biggest bundle. For, for, for 500, for how, how, many, how many topazes do you get? 20K for 500 bucks. 20,000, all right. For 500. Okay, so you need to, you need to, so the math comes out to, in order to get VIP level 10, purely by spending uh, in-game currency, you gotta spend one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to get VIP level ten, boys. Level nine, level nine. Hmm. All right, boys. That's it. You need one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Is the math for it? We we need a lot more bits to pay for that, boys. We need more bits. So you can get a luxury car, you know, or like a condo in a mid-sized U.S. city, or or, or VIP level nine in uh in League of Angels. Uh, think about it. It's um, what's there to think about? You go to League of Angels, obviously. Come on. <laughs> All right. Come on. Do you know how many That's copies of StarCraft or Diablo 1 that Blizzard had to sell to make that much money? If you do, Lots. you got to divide by 50. 
All right, that's how many. <laughs> All right. You can buy a house. You can buy a car. No, no, no. You can buy. You can buy some VIP level nine in League of Angels, boys. That's the play. That's insane. But the thing is, there are people that you see in the game with VIP level like nine or eight. Like when you click on them, you, you can see their VIP level sometimes. So it's not like nobody does this. Oh, and no. why people are doing it? There's a reason this company's worth three billion. Exactly. Right? Yeah, people are doing yeah. it. Like, don't think we're joking. I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah. happening. They're not a $3 billion company for nothing. This is actually the podcast, and it's coming to an end. Unless you have any other yeah. news to cover, I think we're running out of time here. Is that, uh, this week has been really quiet, though. And it really hasn't been too much going on. Really, the most exciting thing I came across was, obviously, I'm hyped for MapleStory, too, but I, I've been having a lot of fun playing that, that custom app on, on uh, Dota 2. So it's been a very quiet week, actually. Not too much drama, you know. All right, well, we will... Uh end it for the podcast and, and stick around a little bit for the pre post game so thanks for mm -hmm. watching youtube uh twitch Thank stay you put YouTube. we'll be back in a minute